By the way, I thought we had agreed that that was going to be the cold open, Dan. <laughs> I, you know, when I listened back to it, there was no. The problem was that there wasn't a great cut point, and there was a. There was just. It was becoming. It, I thought it, it was it, just us saying it. <laughs> I was thinking about that too, and it just felt. I felt like you know, for the first episode back after a month, that's just a real like. That's a that's a harsh <laughs> too much way to jump penis. in. Yeah. <laughs> but, just. Know. Jumping right in the deep end with your dick But this out. week, this week it can be our cold open. <laughs> we just have to say it again. Well, you, you've already said it. So. Eric Dane's floppy beats. Oh, We'll see, we'll see how that goes. That's going to add to Jack Reacher time. Oh, all right, whatever. Uh, where are we? Uh, welcome to another episode of Pajiba, the Pajiba television podcast. I am Pajiba comedy editor Dan Hamamura. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, fancy Dan Hamamura. Uh, oh, we're sticking with that. I'm with me, good. With me, as always, are Pajiba managing editor Tori Preston. Hello, Dan. <laughs> Hello, Tori. And uh, Myers-Briggs... Uh, uh, Testy of the year, uh, Dustin, a.k.a. Justin Rolls. Thank you, thank you. Uh, Dan and I had a friend who uh, texted us this week and asked us about T-O-R-R-E-Y. Like my name or just yeah, yeah. so completely no, disconnected? Oh. No, no, because he had seen, he'd, he'd heard the podcast. People listen to our podcast? Apparently. Some people wow. listen to our podcast. That's awesome. I what, don't believe you. What was the question? Did you did you play no, along and say like... He was just fucking around with us. Oh. I think it was just that he was he uh, he enjoys it when uh, when you make fun of Dustin and uh, he said, "Well, good news, there's going to be a lot of that." <laughs> Noted. Yeah. I got to give the people what they want. Um. But anyway, uh, I have forgotten how the show works. Oh yes, so we're going to talk about some TV. <laughs> Uh, Dustin, Wait, du- this is a TV podcast. It's it is a TV podcast, Dustin. So keep keep your keep still? your podcast and movie ideas to yourself. Uh, yes, still Tori, despite <laughs> the fact that this is uh, season four, season four, episode one twenty two. I think if I'm getting it right. Uh, and uh, but we we start the episode like we start all the other episodes with uh, one question: What's everyone drinking? Uh, Tori, what, why don't we start with you? Okay, so um, I'm drinking no because I have a I have a television uh, connection to it. Well, it's not really. Um, okay. So what I'm drinking is more of that Lindemann's uh, Frambois Lambic because I oh just my god wanted, that shit's amazing. I, sh- I know it's candy. I just wanted something fruity and it's I was so good. I just what I just wanted it. But here's the thing. So you know how the bottle it's kind of like a wine bottle and it yes. has a cork but then it's covered with a metal cap that you have to use a beer opener, like a can opener, uh-huh. whatever, to open, right? So I I grabbed my bottle opener. So the bottle opener I have in my kitchen that I've had for like 10 years is a a Dalek from Doctor uh-huh, Who. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Um, but the whole thing is that it has a magnet in it, so like when it touches metal, it says exterminate really loudly. <laughs> but I've had it for so long that the battery is dying, so now it oh, stutters. No. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes it stutters Stur- just in the drawer. Well, no, it's like exterminate. <laughs> like and it gets stuck. Um, and so sometimes it's just going off like that in the drawer, like nothing's touching it. So it's really, it's always a bit of a fraught thing when I have to open a bottle using it, because I don't know if it's going to say anything or if it will stop saying something <laughs> once it starts. You know, um, there's an entire uh, subreddit devoted to uh, um, things with the dying batteries, and you just see them or hear them, and it is one of the funniest things you'll ever ever seen in your life oh i should submit to that that would be like the one thing i've ever done on reddit like here's this dalek can't bottle opener (laughs) Um, it's really great too because like if you know if you have a if you're trying to be sneaky about your drinking you can't be yeah no yeah because it's it's very loud (laughs) does that ever freak out uh the pets Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> oh, the dog definitely is like, like, comes looking. Like, what uh, the hell is going on? 
Is it possible just to have one glass of that Lambic? Or do you, I, I mean, when I open it, it's just the the uh, bottle is gone. Oh yeah, no, because it's just so smooth. It's so good. It's, it's so, so good. good. No, I so like you know I, I'm having a good night if I only have a half a bottle and I'm able to save some for the next day. So we'll see how this goes. I heard right. I heard we've got to do a speed round. So you know maybe maybe we won't have time for me to whole bottle it tonight. <laughs> you just got to drink faster. Oh, well, we're that. Yeah. Uh, Dustin, what about you? I'm having Arthur again. Is it Hill? Is it Hill Farmstead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Arthur's Farmstead Brewery. They are very good. Uh, Greensboro, Vermont. Oh, that's right. We talked about this last week. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm also drinking something that is uh, not not the same thing as last week, but uh, I have a. Some Pinot Grigio by Ooh. Santa Fancy Margarita. Dan. Um, it's just uh, it's what was open in the fridge, so you know it's got to be it's got to be someone has to drink it. You have this a magic be... booze fridge now? No, wow. this is this was just it's open from the weekend, so oh. now it's it's not magic. I, bu- I bought this one myself at Trader Joe's. Pinot Grigio is the uh, only kind of wine that's any good. <laughs> that's categorically not true, but. <laughs> Yeah, and also you drink, I mean, I guess in some ways you have tried so many wines I have, thanks to your subscription. Yes, that's right. Uh, but I think that that's more a fault of your subscription. And not, I don't know. I don't know. What are your categories for a good wine? Is it that you can finish two bottles in a sitting or? <laughs> not too sweet and not too uh, dry. Yeah, good Pinot Gris hits the, yeah. hits the mark. Mm. You can also have very bad ones. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've had those too because yes. I subscribe to that wine club. <laughs> well, you know, well, wine—it's—it's—it's it's, it's tricky because there are so many different ones, and you know, it's hard to tell. You know, sometimes it's sometimes it's good, and sometimes it's it's dead. Uh, not unlike television, where <laughs> according to FX uh, at the TCAs, they said that there's more television than ever—five hundred, I don't know, thousand shows, scripted shows a year. It's five something, but it's a lot. Uh, anyway, uh, we're going to talk about a few of them, because <laughs> um, that's what we do uh, here on Pod Jiva, uh, which is a television podcast. Dustin, so uh, where should we? Start? So we're going to talk about the new serial. We're we're not no, going to talk that's about a... the new serial oh. uh, or really new good, cereal. really um, good. Great. I that's only great. buy Heritage Flakes. <laughs> Dustin, let us know when they've adapted it to TV, and then we'll talk about it. Uh, Like Archive 81, which we did last week. That's true. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, but first, uh, this is brief. This show's actually been out a couple weeks already, uh, but it's the Netflix uh, comedy. I guess it's technically a miniseries, although we'll see, because I think it's been doing well. Uh, It's called The Woman in the House Across the Street from the Girl in the Window. Uh, starring Kristen Bell, uh, and it's basically it's a it's an eight episode series created by uh, three. Uh, the, there's three co-creators who are all um, alumni from of the Groundlings. So they they created a show a couple years ago that I'm blanking on right now. I should probably look up. I saw but, the trailer, and the trailer uh, looked hysterical. Yeah, but the this show's kind of like a it's like a mix of. You know, like a rear window type scenario, but it's tonally, it's kind of like they're, you know, they're they're satirizing, um, they're satirizing that kind of thriller, uh, and kind of you know leaning a little bit into the uh, the way that uh, like a lifetime movie might play it. Um, <clears throat> so it's so it's kind of mixing all of that stuff in in one uh, in one soup uh, with. You know, with mostly comedic actors, a lot of people you've seen in, you know, basically most of the cast, uh, most of the guest cast are people where you'll be like, oh, that guy, that guy's in everything. Or, oh, her, she's in everything. Are Um, they all friends of Melissa McCarthy? uh, A lot of them probably are friends of (laughs) Melissa McCarthy because a lot of them are Groundlings alumni. So, um, so, yeah, Mark Evan Jackson is in it. So, sorry, (gasps) that's a a little treat for you. Damn it. not not long though. He's only in it briefly, but he is in it, um, and it basically starts with uh, oh Michael Ely's in it. So Dustin, that's for you. Oh oh uh, oh. And uh, and it it starts with basically you know Kristen Bell is a uh, 
is kind of a shut-in in her house for reasons which they explain in the at the start of the ep, uh, the first episode. And she, uh, a new neighbor moves in across the street. She thinks she sees a murder, and then it kind of goes from there. Um, but she drinks a lot and takes pills, so she's like, "Am I crazy, or did I really see this happen?" And then she tries to she tries to solve the murder, uh, the the alleged murder. And um, yeah, that's basically it. So, is it funny or is it? It's funny. Uh, it is. It's interesting because I felt like the first episode was the toughest one to get through. Um, I think it, it felt like as it went on, they had a better, they did a better job of kind of finding the right balance and tone from like, you know, mm. making it feel actually, you know, cause they do jump scares and they do like traditional kind of like, you know, psychological thriller type stuff alongside, you know, making fun of it. Right. So it's, it's hard, it's hard to, to balance that. And I think, I think they found a better balance as it went on at the beginning. It's not that funny and it's or at least it's it's just it just takes a while i think to to, to get used to um you know the, the, the trailer way the show for works. it the, the trailer for it it was hard to tell that it was a comedy or a satire it mm-hmm. looked like it was playing it more straight with a but it yeah. was clunky yeah like the the way that the satire tends to work is like they'll do they'll do things where so as an example um just as a throw, there's like a throwaway joke, so it's not that important. But like, at one point, uh, Kristen Bell's character goes to a uh, goes to like a like an NAA type meeting, and so she talks about you know she talks about her, her drinking and why she drinks and that kind of stuff, and she tells her story. And then afterwards, she's like getting coffee, you know, at the at the little snack table, and another woman comes up to her who she recognizes and um, says like, oh, thank you tell- so much for telling your story. That was so brave, blah, 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 because they're like both parents at the same school. And, uh, and you know, they have kind of like a back and forth of her kind of being like, oh, yeah, it's, 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 it's so tough to, to, to do this stuff and to be open and everything. And then the conversation ends, and then they live in that moment of like where, you know, that moment where you know the conversation's over and it's awkward because like neither of you know how to get out of it. <laughs> and so, so like they play those kinds of jokes um, rather than just like set a punchline kind of stuff. Um, so, okay. uh, so yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's not perfect. I think it was good overall. And I was, I was definitely, uh, it's, it's a eight episodes, half hour, if that on Netflix. And it was very easy to watch. Um, and it gets, it gets more insane. Uh, it was, it gets more and more insane as it goes. So, uh, it, by the end it was kind of like, well, this has to go the craziest possible version and they did so uh, all right I'm so you're gonna have to, to stick list. with it i think i think if you can get through again i think the first episode is the toughest one to get through uh i think if you've gotten through like two or three then and like you're still interested then you can then you know you'll you'll enjoy the rest um tori i i do think that mark evan jackson doesn't come in until episode four so that's so your, right, that's right in your, the middle, right in the middle. That's your jumping off point. That's your end point <laughs> if you don't like it. <laughs> or they've sucked me in and I'm just like, well, I've already watched half of it. Right, right. <laughs> um, but uh, it did well uh, in the, uh, in the at, at least the first week uh, on Netflix's top 10, you know, metrics thing. So who knows? Maybe they'll, maybe they'll get another season. Is Paget Brewster in it? Uh, Paget Brewster is not in it as far as okay. I can remember. Because I'm noticing a whole trend where she keeps popping up in shows that I will not watch, but I love her. So it's like, it's really kind of hard for me. Um, anyway, that's the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window on Netflix, uh, which I kept conflating in my head as the woman in the window across the girl in the, in the house across the street or the woman across from the girl in the house across the window. Or, you know, it, it all gets jumbled in your head. Just the Kristen Bell thing on Netflix. Words. Words. Uh, <laughs> speaking of comedy shows with murder in them, uh, let's talk about Murderville a little bit. A show that uh, two of us have watched. Two of us have seen it, uh, which is, you know, the the correct two, I think, well, is yeah. the way to... The better two. Yeah. I mean, it seems like a show I would like. I just didn't get to it. Dustin, you were, you were pre-show, you were 
ecstatic about how productive I know. this weekend. I watched yet, so much TV this weekend, and, and now yet, I feel terrible because I didn't watch these two shows. <laughs> well, yeah. It's almost so, like you didn't watch enough, and yeah. maybe you should try harder next time. Yeah. Um, anyway, I ignored uh, my children all weekend long. <laughs> You'll have your moment to talk yeah. about all the television you watched. Yeah. Well, now your uh, shows sound more interesting than mine. Well, uh, Tori, what is, what is Murderville about? Okay. Well, Murderville is a show where Will Arnett stars in, uh, it's kind of a, a send up of a detective, you know, like homicide show. So it's half hour episodes every week. There's a murder, there's a general kind of cop show format, but the gimmick is that each episode, uh, Will Arnett's character, who's the lead homicide detective is, um, tr- has a, has a new partner who's supposed to be like a a detective trainee and it's Mm -hmm. a different celebrity Mm -hmm. and they do not have a script so every all of the actors in the scenario know who the killer is they all have like you know a script for the scene and Mm -hmm. none of it has been uh given to to the guest and so Mm -hmm. they have to it's just improv setups for them right um but they then at the end they really have to try and figure out who the killer is based on the scenes that they uh, went through right um and so and the guests are great the first episode is conan o'brien um second episode i only watched the first two um so it's conan o'brien and marshawn lynch but then mm-hmm. there's uh ken jong sharon stone um annie murphy, oh annie murphy, annie murphy. Uh, kumail nanjiani yep um easy thing i can't imagine they wouldn't do a second season it can't be that expensive and it's just a lot of fun um yeah. so yeah i mean I don't have the comedy background that you have as as a comedy editor, Dan. So what did you think? Oh, well, uh, thank you for asking for my uh, mm. expertise, Tori. I've, I've thought a lot, long and hard about this. And my, uh, my uh, expert opinion is that this show is a lot of fun. Uh, um, <laughs> no, it's, it's funny because watching it, um, if you've done improv or, like, taken a class or anything like that, like, you'll see, like, very clear. Or even if you've seen, like other shows that use kind of like um like improv tools uh to generate comedy like uh whose line is it anyway or um i mean like impactful jokers use similar stuff sometimes um but they they're using a lot of like improv games um the the for, the structure of the show is basically a way to to trick uh the uh, you know the guest into playing improv games so um one classic thing they do every time is that the, uh, you know, uh, he, uh, uh, Neo, sorry, Will Arnett sends the guest in to a scenario undercover and says, like, all right, but don't worry, I'm going to talk you through the whole thing. So they give him an earpiece, and then he has to say whatever Will Arnett tells him to say, which is always going to be silly and weird to try to, you know, try to make him break, try to, you know, just make him look silly and, and get them to get the guest to react in a, in a fun way. Um, so they'll do stuff like that. Um, and, uh, and it's, it's interesting because the, the show is not, you know, I mean, there's, there's only so much you can do as a show because the point of it is to get to these games. Um, and so, you know, the structure is basically the same every episode, at least the ones I've seen, I've seen, uh, three of them. And, um, the, the distinction really comes down to how the, how the guest is and how they're, how they react and how they play within the, the framework. And, um, so far of the ones I've seen, uh, Marshawn Lynch is the MVP of the show because <laughs> uh, he's so funny. And like there are, uh, so I saw his, uh, Kumail Nanjiani's and Annie Murphy's. Those are just the first three I happen to watch. And, um, uh, the others are good, you know, and they're funny and they're playing along. And Kumail, I think actually got Will to break at one point, which is impressive because he's pretty good at not breaking. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but Marshawn Lynch is so overjoyed to be there and like uh, he's more eager to play in some ways than the others, I think. Um, like I think the others are like, OK, how do I handle this as an actor? And Marshawn's just like, oh, no, I'm just going to have fun and say goofy things and just like do whatever because I know they have to support me. Right. Um, yeah. He, he gets up, the push and pull. like he ends up doing more pulling. Yeah. Or more and, pushing like he. Yeah. He, he makes them react rather right. than him constantly reacting to right. them. Right. And that's really smart because that, uh, that, you know, I mean, they're all, you know, all the people in the show, um, are, are pretty seasoned, uh, you know, comedic actors, improvisers. So they're all like, you know, 
people who should be able to take what he says and roll with it. And um, actually, there's one thing I want to say, like, you know, we're kind of focusing on who the, the guest star of the episode, who the assistant, who the mm-hmm. trainee is. But mm-hmm. every episode that I saw, like the the people playing the suspects are also like recognizable, like famous comedic actors. Like oh, the first yeah. episode, there's David Wayne. Second mm-hmm. episode, it's triplets all played by Rob Hubble. Hubble. Hubble? Mm-hmm. Hubel, yeah. Hubel. Um, so I like it's every. It's not just Will Arnett carrying it. Like everyone in the show is is very funny. <laughs> right, right. So so yeah. So it's it's a really, um, it's just a yeah. It's just a super fun show. Um, very silly. Uh, it does not. Uh, you don't have to. It's one of those you can definitely just kind of sit and enjoy. Um, uh, but also you can try to figure out the. Uh, who the murderer is because they do the other the other conceit of it is that I mean because they're forcing the guest to figure out who it is they're laying in the clues in the scenes so there are enough clues that you can actually guess uh, you know if you're paying attention to that yeah and they do this in half an hour yeah half an hour yep hmm. it's it's too bad you missed it Dustin I'm very jealous right now <laughs> I just, I like, I vowed not to go to bed tonight until I've seen, like, at least Marshawn and Just watch the Marshawn Lynch episode just as a treat. Although I will say, like, my all-in on the the show happens in the first episode with Conan. Because it starts out and you're kind of like, this could be weird, like... Mm. Because Conan's Conan, you know? Like, yeah. he's funny, but he's also himself. Like, that's right, the other right. thing. They're all kind of playing themselves. Yeah. Um, and there's a scene in where they're interviewing the first suspect and it's at a restaurant. And the whole time, uh, Will Arnett is making Conan O'Brien ask the questions, but he's reaching over and dumping hot sauce on Conan's food and making Conan <laughs> eat it while asking the questions. <laughs> and it's just like, you can, I mean, it's like, it suddenly it turns into an episode of Hot Wing or whatever yeah. that, that <laughs> thing. I mean, it's like, it's insane. Like, and, and you can oh, see, and it becomes a running gag where they keep trying to make Conan eat, like really eat disgusting things that somebody has poured hot sauce on. <laughs> Does uh, Conan do his old timey voice at any point? Uh, he keeps bowing awkwardly, oh, which Will yeah, Arnett yeah. calls him out on. Like, why are you bowing? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, because he's just so tall. <laughs> mm, I love Conan, but he, uh, he he has a lot of go-tos that he just goes to a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think you'll like it. All right. God damn it. <laughs> All right. Well, Dustin, don't worry, because we're at the part of the show where you get to talk about the shows that you saw. So You understand, you, li- you guys, like, watched uh, a few episodes a half hour show i watched two uh hour long uh seasons like eight episodes hour each i mean but you also understand nobody made you i know yeah <laughs> you you know. made you did this to yourself i was trying to like do something productive with my life because <laughs> there's no football and it felt really good and now i'm like feeling inadequate because i didn't watch the right fucking shows well d- d- let, I thought Jack us... Reacher was the show that everybody was going to talk about. Oh no, who was? I mean, not on this podcast. We're a television podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about Jack Reacher. What is it? <laughs> well, Jack Reacher is why. Well, you have haven't seen the movies either, Dan. Have you seen the movies? Wait, there's more than one movie. I have yeah, not. Two Tom Cruise movies. It's based on a. Uh, uh, Series of books, right? Yes. He's just like a big guy who beats up people, and he's pretty smart and uh, kind of flawless. And Tom Cruise, a lot of people were upset because he was short and didn't look the part, uh, but he was still very good. Um, and here he's actually played by a guy. What's, what was his name, Dan? Your Alan Richardson. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's in the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's a huge guy and looks the part. And uh, basically, he goes into a small town and uh, randomly finds out that his brother has been killed. And he sticks around and tries to solve the murder, opens up a huge conspiracy, a lot of corruption. Uh, it's a very, it's got a good sense of humor. Um, it's kind of, it's like, it's like a B series. I don't know. It's a, ah, it Do you mean B old. as in grade or B as in like pulpy genre? Both. 
Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's Amazon it, Prime, right? Yeah, it feels, uh, you know, it would be the kind of show that people who love Bosch would uh, <laughs> like to watch. But Bosch no, doesn't, a, like, beat people up. No, no, but it's just that same sort of, like, demographic. And that's not mm. an insult. It's, right. you know, uh, just that kind of, like, um, sort of mystery, tough guy. Uh, and uh, the female lead looks like Julia Garner's sister, and I was convinced that it was, but it wasn't. Hmm. I don't remember her name. But, um, well, it's renewed anyway. for a second season. So if you, Has it already been renewed? That it was sense. just renewed today. So if, any, if you watch it, then you know that there's at least one more season to go, minimum. I think it's going to be huge. for it's, it's perfect for that sort of Amazon demographic. And I think that there's a huge following. Like, uh, I know TK loves... Uh, <laughs> The uh, Jack Reacher books. Are they Tom Clancy? No. What's, no. Is it Lee Child? Is that one? I think his oh. name's something. Yeah, Lee Child sounds right. There you go. Hmm. Lee Child. Lee Child. Okay. Child. All right. Singular. Yeah, singular. Oh, British. Huh. Anyway, it's it's it really is sort of fun, but also. It's not bad. It's just not. <laughs> it's just very yeah. Be so it's just kind of like you can. you know what you're gonna get from it, but it's still entertaining and. Yes, exactly okay. that. Thank you. So you didn't waste your time. Yeah. No, I I in, didn't in the in the sense that I enjoyed it. What I did in the sense that I missed out on the cool shows. Wow. Well, look, your show has been picked up for season two, whereas ours That doesn't make it cool. You well, guys are be like, ah, oh, cult shows. That, you know, <laughs> people are going to be talking about ten years from now, and I've got like this Jack Reacher who's already going to get six seasons. And I mean, let's face it, none of this is manifest. Right. We're all true. we're all losers in yeah. that sense. And like Bosch, didn't it run for like seven seasons? And like, who who? There's like somebody watched all seven seasons. I don't know who. Was it like you? This. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I watched one season and it was like Jack Reacher. It was good, but mm. you know, I, I wasn't like, going to watch another season. I feel like a lot of there's like this portion of Amazon original programming that is kind of just polished up USA network. Yeah, that's like what this Amazon was. is the new USA. Yes, but that's this the thing, is exactly like there, what that was. There is no USA network. I mean, not in that vein. No. Well, that's exactly. Right. But there was a, it was always a sense of like shows that were coming back for their seventh season on USA, and like I, it was like only dimly aware that they had ever existed in the first place. <laughs> I also thought this show would be big enough, I guess, to warrant weekly episodes. But maybe it, I don't know how that calculation goes in because Amazon is one of those that like sometimes they're weekly, sometimes right. they're not. Yeah, right. And whatever, and maybe this is that kind of show. I mean, speaking of that kind of, I wrote my review of the Apple TV Plus uh, mystery show, Suspicion, today, and it would have been an amazing, not amazing, no, no. It's also, <laughs> it, it's a good binge, but it's not the kind of show that you would want to watch weekly. Or mm. you would completely lose interest on a week-to-week basis because it's not a great show, but it's one of those shows that have a cliffhanger to, at the end of each episode. Yeah. So, so you just did keep they re- going. Did they re- Oh, hi, Penny. Um, oh. <laughs> did they release it weekly? They or? only released two episodes. And, okay. Uh, but I got screeners and I watched it all because I couldn't stop. But also, I didn't love it. But it was just one of those things like where the where the end of each episode you're like, oh, I got to see what's next. And then you're into the next episode and you're like, all right, I'll finish this. And then you're like, oh, fuck, now I got to see what's next. So and what the I'm- show is about okay so there's like this viral video that kicks it off where uh these people in a new york hotel um they abduct uh this this guy named leo newman and put him in a suitcase and it's like a hilarious viral video that's caught on cctv but the kid is like the uh, son of like a famous woman played by um, Uma Thurman, who's like the head of this big PR agency, but she's also up to be the United States ambassador to Britain. And so there's this big investigation into who abducted this kid. 
and uh, it ends up centering on these four people in London who have who look as though they have absolutely nothing to do with each other or with this crime. They just all happen to be in that New York hotel that night. Like one's a college professor, one works at a, like a furniture shop, one is getting married and uh, is arrested while she's walking down the aisle. And uh, you're like, why are they arresting these people? And then it sort of like unfolds how these people might or might not be connected and how they might or might not be connected with the guy who got abducted and maybe they are responsible maybe they're not I'm not going to spoil anything uh, <laughs> I mean one of them it, has to be responsible right? I, 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 I'm not going to say but oh. I, it's a big conspiracy and it just sort of like Uma did it well, I, I, there's this whole, like, uh, you know, they're holding the kid for ransom and they want Uma's character to tell the truth uh, in order to release him. When, and we also don't know what the truth is or what they're talking about. But it is definitely one of the shows where, like, oh, 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 what's happening? What's happening? But also, it's all plot, like a Harlan Coben series. It's just all plot, very little character development. Uh, you don't really care about these characters, even though it's a really good cast. Um, and then it just kind of blurs by. And then you're done. But uh, on Apple TV, it, they released the first two, and then they're releasing them weekly, and which is just going to be frustrating for people. Yeah. Because they're going to be like, what's next? But then they're going to, it's not interesting enough to like, wait a week for that. Mm. All the momentum will uh, evaporate in between episodes and it's not the kind of show that people are going to talk about hmm. and so that is think, suspicion you don't think the cliffhangers will uh, hook people in for until the next week or no, I don't not that much because it's not like a it's a very shallow show there's not a lot of cultural commentary the characters aren't particularly interesting nobody's going to talk about it in between mm-hmm. so it's just going to be I mean You'll lose. You you want to see the next episode for like ten minutes, but then you'll completely forget about it. Yeah, the following oh, okay. week, the new episode right. will drop on the, and they'll like give you the alert saying it's there, and you'll be like, I don't even remember like what yeah, what exactly. was happening. Well, that's an interesting challenge because I feel like, I mean, I don't know if this is accurate or not, but it, because they kind of change their strategies depending on the show, it seems like you know it's it's hard to because it it is a different. You are kind of crafting toward a different ending depending on if you know it's you know meant to be watched weekly versus binged right um so yeah but, i mean the end problem. goal is to get like i mean at this point streaming hours seems to be the metric and there's like a show like you know the yellow jackets where it will build an audience mm-hmm. over the course of the season and then by the end of it you're gonna have like a ton of people Right. Or you'll have a show that a lot of people tune in immediately and can't stop watching. But then you have the show like this that you could be a show that you can't stop watching, but it's not. Mm-hmm. So there's, I, I feel like that's just a bad call on how they're releasing this one. But Apple TV doesn't do a lot of dumping. There's a few shows. The mostly. only one I can think of offhand is I think they did that to the first season of Mythic Quest. Oh, did they? I, I think they. I they? thought they released the whole thing at once. Am I wrong? I think I, just the, season one. Just season one. Hmm. Season two. I thought they. Oh, season two, they definitely spread it out. Weekly. I yeah. don't remember season one because I think I, I binged it later. Hmm. Um, but I thought it was still week to week. I could be wrong. Maybe maybe I, I also just binged it later. I think yeah. There are international shows they released at one, like Tehran, and then there was other another show I watched. But I also think Apple is just not very good at promotion. Like, I had not heard about this show whatsoever until you brought it up. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, I don't... Well, I mean, they don't have a lot of places to promote. Yeah. They're Apple. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Like, they can push notifications to all of us. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, when do you see commercials? I don't... Well, no, but there's always, you know... Like, I haven't seen any reviews until, you know, except for what, like, I haven't seen it anywhere. 
Yeah. Like, no one talking about it. There's not, like, banner ads that I've seen, like, on they websites. They can invade your Twitter feed. Yeah. Well, there's a... I mean, Uma Thurman is, like, the biggest star on it, so maybe that's not, like, a huge star anymore. I don't know. She's I've... recognizable, and she's not even got a major role in it. Huh. Um, well, I would say that this all sounds like the exact opposite of All of Us Are Dead, <laughs> a show that came out in one chunk. Mm-hmm. Um, and it isn't the kind of thing that you want to binge in one sitting, but there is still something that propels you. Um, like, I, I finished it, like, I could only maybe sit through two or three episodes a day, um, but the next day I wanted more. But mostly it's that it's it's kind of the opposite of what you're saying about, like, suspicion being all plot, but no characters. Right. And here yeah. it's like the plot is very basic. It What makes the show work to me is the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, you get more and more invested in them. And the show is very good at building out their relationships. And that's what makes it feel fresh, even though it's kind of like in terms of a zombie show, it's not doing it's not reinventing the wheel. Um but it is like uh, it's twelve episodes. They're long episodes. Um, <laughs> it, it was more of an investment, and I don't know why, because a twelve-episode season shouldn't feel long. Right. Like that is short, but by Netflix standards, it started to yeah. feel. And I, and I won't say I don't think that the show dragged at all. Like I actually am ultimately very happy that the show was the length that it was because it it. It didn't speed through things. It I feel like the plotting was very good throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, though it's just a very steady build. Um, and the different scenarios, like you don't feel like it's it's. I didn't feel like it was spinning its wheels. I felt like it was just letting each event, each progression, breathe. Mm-hmm. Like it all just was very steady. Um, but it is to me. It's it's what makes the show work is entirely that it's it's characters like why the zombies are there like doesn't really matter um it's kind of interesting but it's not like a big deal um there's some there's one interesting twist about the zombies in that like some people oh actually well well, dustin you finally watched a couple episodes i did and i watched the first two episodes and i love zombie shows but i actually i don't like the beginning of zombie shows. So I can see where it's going and I'm very interested in that, but you know, the the first two episodes are mostly, you know, they have to kill off everybody and then sort of like establish which characters we're going to stick with. And you can see who they're going to stick with and you start to like them, but right now it's still getting It's there. still the the initial chaos of that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean, I think one thing I like about the show is that there isn't they don't do the jump scare thing. Like once the outbreak starts and kind of you, you very, I guess it doesn't happen immediately in like the first two, two episodes, but I think you get this, you can, you can already see the sense where it's like, it's spreading rapidly. Yes. Almost everyone is going to turn. Yes. And you're going to have this core group of survivors. But what happens is it's not like those, you know, like a lot of zombie shows, it's sort of like a barren wilderness. And then suddenly like a zombie jumps out. Right. Like, that's not it. The zombies are just, are literally everywhere all of the time. So there is and no... it's interesting because it's, like, set in a school, which is completely different. I assume they're going to stay in the school the whole time? They pretty much are. Um, part of the tension is them, um, as the show goes on, you start, they start bringing in outside characters that are, like, somebody's parent who happens to be a rescue worker, who happens to be bringing a politician that goes to a... Uh, a survivor camp because the whole town goes into martial law and so like there are different characters different storylines that kind of pop up that give you a a glimpse at what's happening outside of the school but what's nice is that it doesn't it then doesn't like detract from that storyline like the show kind of knows that the the gravitational center is this core group of students and so all of those other storylines that are kind of filling in the blanks outside of the school are all of the information you learn in those storylines pertains to like it all aids to your understanding or like fear for what's going to happen to those kids. 
Because hmm. it's a show that really balances the idea that, like, um, you as the viewer are getting all of the information. But, like, so it's like the kids are learning very rapidly about the, the zombies because they're at kind of ground zero. So the adults outside are behind the game in that sense. But then as you see how, like, the military is going to handle it and stuff like that, you start getting worried because the kids have no idea. And, like, is it going to be a quarantine? Are they going to bomb the place? Are they going to, like, what's going to happen? Um, so, like, uh, so all of it kind of builds to this lingering, like, the whole show is just dread. <laughs> like, you are just worried. <laughs> and there's not a moment of, like, jump scare or anything that's actually a surprise. Like, everything horrible that happens is projected like you see it coming and it doesn't lessen the impact hmm. um and that goes for like you know kind of all of the character i feel like based on the title and please don't correct me or not correct me but that like we're going to fall in love with all of these characters and they're all going to die <laughs> <laughs> so i'm looking forward to that uh i will not spoil it i will say and this is something that like i i told you i'm gonna write the review on it but um I'm kind of, as much as I love the show, there's this, the very end of it. They don't, I thought it was going to be more or less a limited series, right? Um, I think that they, they leave a very tiny sliver oh. of a way mm. open for the mm. show to continue. But it hasn't, it hasn't been renewed. Netflix doesn't renew that soon anyway. Um, I think it's a, a pricier show. Um and, you know, I don't think it's like a squid game, so I don't know that they're going to necessarily, like, absolutely review it, uh, renew it. But what interests it's me is, like, big. yeah, but what interests me is that, like, if it were to get renewed, it would, it like, it would have to do one of those things that we've done, which is a time jump. Mm -hmm. Like, it cannot be the same show that you've just watched. So. And you would want it to be a time jump because, you know. There's only so much you can watch of like the beginning stages of a right. zombie apocalypse before exactly. you want to like jump, you know, a year, five years, ten years, and see what the world looks like. Exactly, um, and so I think that's where I'm kind of interested because they, if if they do bring it back, it's going to have to do that because like the the status quo of the show, in, you know, in this season is is done. So it's. As someone who's watched, like, every zombie thing, the transformation of these zombies is, like, the coolest. Just, I mean, because they're, like, their body, their bones break or something, and it makes these sounds, and they're, like, oh, it's, like, yeah. exorcist plus zombie, and you're, like, <laughs> oh, it's wicked. It's really cool. <laughs> it's really, really cool. And there's something, and I, I don't want to talk about it, but I can't wait till you watch it, because there's a, there's a development a, a few episodes further from now that makes the zombie thing even cooler. And it's kind of the, oh. one of the, one of the few twists that they, they do actually pull uh, on the zombie format. Cause for the most part, like I think it's a really cool show, but like it, it isn't reinventing the wheel right. except for this one element that they introduce that I think is a really neat um, addition to a, to a zombie story. Um, and so I'm excited to see what you make of it because you are the zombie connoisseur. I'm excited about it. Yeah. After I get through Murderville and <laughs> the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window. Did you read that or did you remember it? Oh, I read it. <laughs> <laughs> Words. Oh. Well, uh, from Dustin, you have to make time for those shows, obviously, but uh, you also have to make time for the show that uh, we're all watching, After Party. The, <laughs> the After only Party. Show. The After Party. Uh, it seems like it's catching on with a lot of people, as it should. I hope so. I want it to be, I feel like it, it, it is, but it should be bigger. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, give it a couple of weeks. I think it's going to be. Not Ted Lasso big, but I think for Apple TV Plus, it's going to be a, one of their bigger shows. It's no suspicion. No, well, yeah. <laughs> it's no invasion. There are just as many aliens in it. As oh, I miss invasion now. 
this week was episode four of the after party. Uh, this was the one focused on uh, Ilana Glazer's character. So, Dustin, no spoilers if you've seen ahead. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but uh, and this one was kind of more of like a like a horror movie. It was, that was like, kind of well, it was like suspense thriller. Like yeah. the the woman who might be stalked, and she's like everyone thinks she's crazy, so they yeah. don't believe her. Um. Yeah, it was an interesting, like, I, I, I enjoyed it. I'm glad she, she was really the perspective that you needed at this stage. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because she had been, uh, up to this point, uh, she had been very, uh, like you see her through everyone else's eyes as just like, oh, she's nuts. Um, and, uh, and this is kind of the first time that you're like, oh no, she has, of course, she has her own point of view that, you know, is uh, whether or not it how truthful it is, who knows, because it's, it is still a mystery. But um, it it still just like every other episode, it does kind of slide in and, you know, add perspective in a way that you're like, oh, this does make sense with everything else we've seen so far. Right. Um, and also, it was nice that, the, you know, this character who was kind of, again, because through everyone else's eyes, they see her as just like drunk or crazy or whatever, um, was kind of off putting. Like you see her from her perspective. It's like, Oh, she's her character actually has a lot more, uh, interesting, uh, things to say. And, yeah. um, and yeah. But it also set up an interesting thing where like you, and I think it's something that we should be, because everyone's story is being told from their own point of view, you have mm-hmm. this inherent, like, you know they're an unreliable narrator. Right. So you have to start questioning, like, well, it's not just their perception of events that could be unreliable. It's like, are they intentionally lying to the cops? Right. So, like, one of the things with her character is she had brought a flask um, that she spiked with, like, was it cat tranquilizers? Yeah, cat tranquilizers. Because <laughs> she works in a vet. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole thing was that she, you know, the revenge that we've heard that she wanted to get on on Xavier was she was going to, the reveal is that she just wanted to, like, drug him and take nude photos and post them online. Mm-hmm. Which his character, once he finds us out, is immediately like, oh, I, I sold those pictures to TMZ, like, a couple of years ago. I've already <laughs> right. done that. Right. Um, so it wouldn't have worked. And, you know, to her perspective, everything... Um, kind of went fine you know she she didn't do it she resolved her issues with him um and crucially she didn't let him she you know so she is admitting that she came there to drug him but then claims that she had a change of heart and kept him from drinking it right and he goes and like dumps it out um so you kind of have to wonder like you know you're taking her word for it like Mm -hmm. did she really keep him from drinking it Right. Um, I think she did, but I, I just like that the show is building in all of this sort of like, as much as they're they're eliminating suspects, seemingly, mm-hmm. it only works if you can actually believe their version of events, right. and all of them inadvertently or or possibly intentionally seem to be casting more doubt on Anique, who's the who's Sam Richardson's character, right, right. Um, um. Uh, who we yeah. all kind of side with, like you you. Like, you know, I think that's one of the great things about the show. Like, you be the at least in the present, the part that shouldn't be like you know anyone's point of view. The main storyline is Tiffany Haddish interviewing these suspects and Sam Richardson hiding in <laughs> in the room right. trying to hear what they're saying because he's trying to clear his name or he's trying right. to like get information. Right. So he's, he's our only other point of view character who who has kind of like we still see things from his point of view throughout. Yeah, you're sided with him, but it's like. It's very, I mean, and it's, so it's like, I definitely don't think he did it, but it's funny that the show is like, even though you're on his side, he is the most suspicious character. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm. So that well, said, who do you well guys... What was that hmm, Dustin? <laughs> no, I, I'm starting to think that it's Ben Schwartz's character. No! Just, just no. Because we get his perspective, but his perspective doesn't offer a lot of details. Uh, it offers joy, Dustin. It does. Yeah. No, no, no. There is an amazing episode, but also, <laughs> I, I'm not sure what the motive is yet. Look, if he did it, 
I hope he rev- I hope it all comes out in a big song and dance number, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I don't think he did it. I think Zoe. I'm still mm. I no, still I think, think it's we're gonna the... get her we're gonna get her episode and you're gonna change your mind. Is that because you've seen her episode and you know I'm gonna no, change no, no, my I mind? Haven't. I haven't. Mm. I haven't. I've only seen uh through the next episode, which is the quiet guy. Oh Walt. Oh, he okay. was my he's my other ringer. I'm like, he's too I mean, He's I don't... too obvious at that time. Yeah. Because they keep making him out to be, like, the guy that nobody paid attention to. Right. And that's exactly, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to say anything, but I think it's going to play on that trope yeah. very well. I think it's going to end up being something, like, I, I, I don't know. Uh, it, it's tricky because, like, I mean, not, you know, these are not spoilers, but, like, you can see the names of the episodes, so you know like who else is going to get like a point of view episode, which feels like it's tough to make it anyone who has a point of view episode, um, just because we're gonna we're gonna see you know unless they're gonna, lying. Well, unless they're lying, true. But um, I don't know. There are enough. There are enough people who didn't like uh, uh, Xavier to do it. I mean, let's face it. He also could have just fallen off the balcony. Mm-hmm. I forget how to why they why did were they convinced he died because there was a hat under him. Uh, the hat was under him, and the, the flask. The flask was down there. Um, but you see where both of those got thrown. Right. So he if he fell afterwards entirely on his own. Mm-hmm. It's possible, although I do feel like no, no, that, that would be kind so of ending. <laughs> yeah, even even though this this show is not. Uh, it's not the, I don't, I don't think you come back for the mystery as much as you come back for like the amazing cast and the way that they keep shifting. Like every, like the, the mystery is not the most important part of the show, but right. it still does need to be satisfying enough. Right. It still and has to pay off. And it's yeah. also Lord and Miller and they're not going to mess that up. I know they'll do, it'll be something really good. But here, so here's why I think it's Zoe, because I feel like that's the only way that you can redeem Anique while still having it be a kick in the pants. Because, like, his character ultimately is going to... It's just... Nothing goes right for him. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be heartbroken if he doesn't end up with her, though. But no, but that I think that's... To me, that's the thing. It's like, all we've seen thus far is his vision of it being this grand romantic... Right. This rom-com. And, like, right. from her point of view, it probably wasn't. And actually, from everyone else's point of view so far, the clues have made it seem like she was more using him to escape scenarios rather than right. um, mm-hmm. rather like, than like that she absolutely just wanted to hang out with him. Right, and like she they was all eager to get on that helicopter. Right, or like you know, and it's like um, they all seem to be rooting for them, but rooting for them because of Anique. Mm-hmm. Just like it would be good for him, he deserves something good. Like it has a little bit less to do with, um, yeah. Because the big reveal in this one also is that uh, Alana Glazer is the one that uh, Zoe's husband, Ike Barinholtz, right. <laughs> um, cheated with. Right. Oh, right. that's right. Yeah. So yeah. they have the whole like you know she's like apologizing, and then they kind of bond over how terrible he is at sex mm. um, and the, hi- <laughs> the high fiving. <laughs> Which was a nice moment. That was a great moment. But again, it's like there's there is a whole world of her life that we're only barely glimpsing at. Mm-hmm. But it would make a lot of sense that she could be using Anique. Right. Um, the other thing that's that is uh, that would make sense is that in uh, I mean, not that this they haven't done any like noir you know episodes yet, but this is a murder mystery and in the murder mystery, usually the, the, in the traditional version, then you have the, you often have the, the femme fatale, the woman ends up being involved, if not the actual killer. And she's the one that's literally in red. Right. Oh, uh that's true. So I don't know. That's just where I'm, that's what I'm feeling, but I'm, I'm sure, you know, there's plenty more episodes. I think it's both Jennifer's. Oh, Both. tag team. Tag team. Yeah, I'm 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 kidding. I don't think it's them. But it I think that would be I think it would be great. Be. And like the and Jennifer 2 disappears because she was right. gonna, she was going to turn on Jennifer 1. And she so, was the weak link. That's yeah. the other thing. Yeah, so she's disappeared. Do we think she's also dead? 
Well, I, I think don't, that's what they make you want to make you think. But I don't, don't think so, only because this doesn't feel like the kind of show that would kill a very pregnant woman. What if she was faking it? Um, we don't know who her husband is, right? That's true. That's true. We don't. We've never met her husband. We've only met uh, Jennifer One's other, husband. Jennifer, yeah. He just is, doesn't want to get left behind by Jennifer One. Mm. Yeah, because they're best. They're besties. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Dustin, know, do you have, wait? Dustin, you think it's Jasper? That's who I'm on right now. Yeah. All right. So. Ugh. Dustin thinks it's Jasper. Uh, Tori thinks it's Zoe. I think it's the Jennifers. <laughs> Let's see. I mostly right. just think that Dustin's wrong. I'm pretty sure that Dustin will be wrong. That's the main thing. Um, yeah. I will be so well, angry clearly, if it's Clearly, I watched Jack Reacher. <laughs> God damn it. Wait, what's, what is the song? You always got a, a second, second chance, second shot. Oh, uh, yeah, you got two shots. Yeah. It's just two shots, I think. Something like that. Yeah. Well, there you go, Dustin. You have a you have another shot this week to watch all the other things. <laughs> I will. But then the, the, we have, like, Inventing Anna coming up, too. Are we going to watch that? Anyway, well, that's that Shonda Rhimes. i got to give it a shot. Uh, I read the crime. whole article it's on. It's so boring. Is it? <laughs> Did you read it? It's just the woman who like scammed a bunch of people so she could live in a fancy hotel. I, Wasn't I there a documentary about that? I think that yeah. All right. Well, I don't know. We also we haven't even talked about uh, not the Mandalorian. Oh yeah, I, oh, yeah. Uh, I haven't watched it. It was another Mandal. It was another Mandalorian episode. Is that yeah. right? Yeah, Grogu jumped around a lot. It was super cute. Luke okay. is so a now I've got to watch two episodes of this. Yes. Has Boba Fett just basically been written out of his own show? Kind of. Yeah, he wasn't. Okay. So the first one, he's not in at all. The second one, he shows up and literally doesn't say a word. I don't... What are they doing? <laughs> what are they doing to us? He's uh, writing his book, Dustin. Yeah, it's the book of him, and books yeah. have many characters. So they're just making us watch this because we like... Well, you guys like The Mandalorian. Because They're, they're letting the us show. watch... Yeah, mm-hmm. it's an honor. We're privileged uh, to watch more of The Mandalorian. The only reason why I haven't watched it is because I'm I'm saving it for a yeah, special occasion. Uh-huh. Uh, one note. Um, 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 oh, we never talked about Pam and Tommy. You guys didn't watch it. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> about what? Pam and Tommy. The show's okay, or or oh. it's okay that we didn't watch it. Both. <laughs> I think I I really think that. Um, Younger people are a lot more fascinated with it than people who live through it. It seems kind of like this is not that interesting to me. Because, mm-hmm. like, there's no new revelations. Uh, I mean, there's the whole, you know, uh, Pamela Anderson didn't authorize this thing, but that's not, doesn't really make the show more or less interesting. Yeah. I don't, I, it's just, I don't know, it's, it's, it, it looks good, it's well acted, it's just not that interesting yet. Maybe it'll get more interesting. But right now, the Seth Rogen character to me is the most interesting part of the story. But it's so, the, so, so who is he? He's the guy who stole the video from, oh. like, he, he, he cased... He was like a carpenter working and then, uh, for Tommy Lee, and then Tommy Lee fired him, so he like cased his house and like stole the video out of revenge, and then, you know, tried to, he figured out, it was like at the beginning of the internet, he was like, oh, how do we do this? How do I unload this and make money off of this thing that, uh, without getting caught for stealing? And the only way to do that is to, like, you know, put it on the internet. But the time, Pam and Tommy uh, relationship is really boring. Yeah. Uh, but I think that people who didn't, who weren't around to see that might find it more interesting. I'm just waiting for uh, Chris Kardashian to figure all this out. Mm. And, like... <laughs> Because, like, you know, the Kardashians are coming back to, like, a Hulu show. 
Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Like, it's just, they, they never go away. But, like, at some point, there's got to be diminishing returns, right? Like, maybe? Um, yes. So I'm waiting for, for Chris to kind of realize, like, oh, what if we do a Pam and Tommy and we just do, like, we hire actors and do a dramatic movie about the release of Kim's sex tape? <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of how the whole thing started. Yeah. Oh, the uh, the far more interesting Motley Crue moment this week actually happened on The Peacemaker. Are you guys watching The Peacemaker? Yes. No. Oh my God, it's so good. It's so good. It is, is very it? entertaining. But I don't, I never I never know Motley Crue songs. What was it? Oh, it, it was the Home Sweet Home. He was playing on the piano at the end of the episode. That was, the, I was trying to figure out what he was playing. Yeah. Aww. Yeah, he's a good piano player. Yes. And that was actually John Cena playing. Yeah. Yeah. He did a good job. He's so good in the show, and I rewatched Suicide Squad last weekend, and he's such a... I don't know, his character is not that interesting in, in the movie. Yeah, like, when you watched the movie and you heard that he was getting the spinoff, I definitely was like, that's going to be terrible. Like, yeah. His character sucks. And then you watch the show, and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, James yeah. Gunn, like, good so job. What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you took those total putts and, like, gave him, like sort of depth like yes I, I really really love the show yeah I still call and it pacemaker that's fine <laughs> and I'm that's... not the superhero guy but this is like this captures the whole uh, Motley Crue sort of mentality What's better all... than Pam and Tommy hmm. oh well, the whole thing is so hairband inspired yes such good music Interesting. I also love the guy who plays Vigilante. Mm-hmm. Me too. Me too. I don't know who that guy is, but he's fantastic. Yeah, I forget his name. He's wonderful. <laughs> the thing that, uh, since I haven't seen Peacemaker or Pam and Tommy, the thing that this whole discussion made me go down a brief rabbit hole about is that uh, Pamela Anderson uh, starred in the brief uh, Fox sitcom Stacked. With Christopher uh, Lloyd. With Christopher Lloyd. But you know who else was in that uh, show for three episodes, story? Mark Evan Jackson or Padgett Brewster? Padgett Brewster. Oh, wow. Wow. Padgett Brewster also has a show last year called Bird Girl on Adult Swim, which story oh, I hope yeah. you watched. Yeah. She, but Padgett Brewster was, had that period like in the 90s, 2000s where she was just, she showed up in every sitcom. She was right. on Friends. Like yep. she did everything. Well, Friends was kind of like where people first noticed her, I think. Yeah. I think she did like a couple of like indie rom com kind of movies, but yeah. I was uh, thinking this morning about uh, people who should show up on Yellow Jackets. And uh, I think like, you know, sort of like 90s-ish figures or people who could have grown up in that era, but who haven't had huge careers, but are also like beloved, like Melanie Linsky or... Um, um, Christina Ricci or yeah. Right. And, and, and I thought, you know, Padgett Brewster would be good for that, and Judy Greer would be good for that. Judy Greer could actually play um, the, the person who, who's, who got mauled. Oh. I don't understand what you're saying about Padgett Brewster's career. Are you saying that it was not as successful? Because she's worked well, I, consistently okay, fine. for 30 yes. years. But so is Judy Greer, and so is Melanie Linsky, but they're not, like, huge names. Uh, you think they're no, they're no Uma Thurman. By virtue of like <laughs> Criminal Minds is a big name. I think a lot of people know who Padgett Brewster is. Well, I think a lot of people know who. Um, uh, oh, God damn it, Juliet. Juliet Lewis. Yeah, yeah Juliet Lewis. Sorry. And she's Everybody a get. She like is. of all the like, I love Melanie Linsky. I love everyone, mm-hmm. but like the fact that she is in, the fact that Juliet Lewis is in this show. Is yeah. to me like that's the get. Sure, but she like, hasn't had much of a career in, in the last decade. But it's but it, and it, but you're right. It's like her whole '90s cachet is what like yes. lends itself to this. But I also feel like there's a whole era of those like um, like teen actor like the Rachel Lee Cooks. Mm. Yeah, but also that other person on Ghost World who I confused for being a reach on accident. Thora Birch. Thora Birch. Yes, thank you. Who was on The Walking Dead last season. I thought you confused her with something else who was on The Walking Dead. 
No, no, I thought Christina Ricci was on The Walking Dead for some reason when it was actually Dora Birch, and I felt very <laughs> embarrassed by the whole thing. Oh, my gosh. I was so sure of myself. <laughs> you know how you're, like, so confident, and then you're like, oh, shit. Well, luckily for you, Dustin, you have uh, you have uh, time each week to talk about TV and how you're wrong. <laughs> and it's here with us on Podjiba. My favorite hour of the week. Oh, uh, don't don't tell your kids that. Yeah, I was gonna that. say this you whole. Say that. You you mentioned this a lot. How you're like <laughs> watching mediocre television instead of spending time with your family and hanging out with us instead of. It's, it's been a long pandemic, guys. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Uh, well, that's about we've we've been very efficient today because uh, it's my fault. I have I have things I have things to do. No, I think it's, it works to our advantage. You've yeah. got to go for another three weeks. And you guys can you guys can uh, can no no I'll be, I'll be back next week. What? No, I hope not. Well, that's right. I mean, not that about... not that I didn't enjoy my three weeks off uh, in redacted location, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's all fine. Everything's fine. Um, I don't know. Any any last words? That sounds like any I last go thoughts. And watch <laughs> <laughs> Anything you want to say before we sign off for the week? Just the week. Yeah, just uh, the week. Good night. All right. Good night. Good night. Good night, everybody. Wordle. <laughs> Why wordle? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>